Tennessee Titans talk and fellas the last couple of weeks I know we just had a bye week it feels kind of like I've been in and out of a lot of relationships I'm a 41 year old bachelor it's like you love the person but you need some time away has this bye week been perfect timing for you too Derry? yeah I, I needed a break I was uh, I was tired of watching a depleted injury riddled roster that I love just sort of struggle through and just feel like we were getting beat up each week. So we needed a chance to heal, you know, get our, get our bearings and just sort of hopefully let our, let our opponents sort of fall to us a bit. Landon, how, how viable is this week off? Well, seeing as on Sunday, we set the record for most players used in a single season somehow got even more injured when it felt like we had half the starters out to the point where a guy who's on the practice squad a month ago is now a starting linebacker for us. I'd say it's pretty damn important. <laughs> I mean, and the other teams that have a buy around this time, the Ravens, really us, the Ravens and the Packers are the three most injured teams. And we all really need this. But for us in particular, it's not just the quality of injury because the Packers and Ravens has mainly been their star power, and the Ravens just lost Marlon Humphrey, so that's another contender off the list. But for us, it's not just the star power. It's literally everything. I mean, like I was talking about just a second ago, Dylan Cole, if Long or Evans or Rice aren't healthy Sunday, he's going to be a starter for us. He was a nobody a month ago, He and he dropped a pick six that could have swung the game because he's a practice squad player, and our two practice squad running backs fumbled on their side of the field. That changed the game. And generally, I don't like bye weeks. I like to see the Titans play every week. But I'm with Darius. Nice on Sunday. Not going into thinking, oh man, I wonder which three starters are going to get hurt this game. Can't wait to watch Tannehill throw to an entire practice squad. Can't wait to see us fight for 50 minutes and fall apart because practice squad players, you can't win with them every single week. So, And thankfully, I'm happy we're playing the Jags this week. So this is going to be a nice tune-up game. I say this and then we're probably going to lose by hope. I hope we can beat the Jags. Well, big fella, he makes a good point. You could look at it both ways. Uh, we're getting healthy. We've had guys out. They should be returning down the stretch here. Or uh, we lost to the Texans, and we were not a factor against the Patriots. Are we are we trending up or are we trending down? Because we're still right in the mix for that one seed. Uh, how do you see us? I think you have to put us at trending up. I mean, if we're one person healthier than we were two weeks ago, week and a half ago we're trending up and you know we've got julio jones back we've got crookshank back um we've got racing mcmath for the first time all year we've got kevin byard off of the covid list he came off today um so i mean i think we're trending up and thankfully like we've talked about and landed <laughs> i've never heard you talk with your confidence shaken about the jaguars so oh yeah he's always considered them <laughs> like the the western carolina of nfl teams like <laughs> he even like he even like waters down the derrick henry 99 touchdown run because it was against the jacks and hear him say well we might lose that's worrisome right Derry? it's, it's like very how, do, Derry, how do you see it like are we I mean, is this like the texans game i mean like do we have a chance to lose this game or is this our get right game We've lost to the Jets and to the Texans. I, I don't know that anything is guaranteed at this point. I, I feel confident going into this game, especially because we're coming off a bye and 
looks like we're going to have some of our main guys back, but you know, it's, 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 it's hard to, <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm a little like shaken. I'm a little heartbroken. Like, I, I don't know to trust how to trust the Titans, you know, uh, any given Sunday. And then just, I, I think the point of like, when I see Tannehill out there throwing to God knows who on offense, you know the Jags at least have professional players, right? They've got they've got some some guys on the defense. <laughs> Questionable. Yeah, I, Questionable. Oh, they've proven they I come agree. to play. I mean, they they're they're talent deficient, but Derek, you make a great point, Landon. They they play their hearts out, and all that stuff they went through a month ago with their idiot coach, they still play their hearts out. Yeah, and this past week against the Rams in LA, they gave it a shot. For about 12 minutes and then that was that <laughs> and now there's a new controversy brewing because urban meyer benched their one good player because he fumbled because the best player in the nfl aaron donald just manhandled him and so so the story is urban meyer so james robinson fumbled on the rams side of the field big out especially for a team where you have to play perfectly to beat the rams so he gets benched for like 30 minutes of game time and carlos hyde a guy urban meyer coached in college gets to the run the entire time and there are plays where you can see Hyde is calling for a breather because he's not used to getting this workload and he keeps using Carlos Hyde even after he fumbles so it's not a case of you fumble you're getting taught a lesson but it's not even the fact that James Robinson was injured and he saw the injury was like well we're just gonna play it safe because guess what with a couple minutes left in the third quarter when they're down 30 guess who comes back in the game James Robinson so I think what little goodwill Urban Meyer got when they had a strikingly competitive November in a month when Trevor Lawrence threw one touchdown in five games. Has just gone out the window. (laughs) I I mean, one touchdown in five games. Tannehill, throwing to a literal practice squad, has had a touchdown in every game since losing Julio and or A.J. Brown. I mean, he brings up a good point. Big fella, is it it that he's throwing to guys we've never heard of? Or Tannehill looks – it's looking rough. I mean, is it – is it the canvas or is it the painter? Well, I think it's a lot of everything because we know how long it takes for a quarterback and a wide receiver to get on the same page and to to know, you know, where they are at all times. I mean, there's a reason why Tom Brady wanted Rob Gronkowski as his number one tight end in Tampa because he knows everywhere he's going to be on every route. And Tannehill didn't really have that with these guys. He had, you know, Julio Jones and um, A.J. He's had it, you know, he's got that chemistry with A.J. Brown. You know, during training camp, he had it with Reynolds. I mean, these are guys that we never thought would see the field ever. So I think it's a little bit of everything. And I think also it's a, a scenario where we never thought in a million years we wouldn't have Derrick Henry. And now we're up on our, what, fourth week without Derek and, you know, forcing Tannehill to do, you know, to just throw the ball over the place, and you know, with these unproven guys. So I think it's a little bit of everything. However, I do think we've seen some things out of Tannehill that we haven't really seen before, like, well, except for in Miami, like the multiple picks. And again, it's because, you know, some of it, I know some of them have been blamed, blamed on Des Fitzpatrick when... You know, he broke on a route yeah. differently than he was supposed to, and those things are going to happen. Um, but, you know, Tannehill, I think he can still do it. I think he can make this team better. I think he's just got to settle into, you know, kind of 
settle into the situation, settle into the team, and realize that this team is now going to go as he goes. So it's this spotlight he hasn't had in a long time. Derry, it's so interesting, and Big Fella brings that up. The subtext is, yeah, Tannehill can look confused. It can look really good. It's so weird because even the national audience, a casual NFL fan knows the subtext is Derrick Henry is going to come back. We all expect him to be healthy. So what is – is it weird for you to look through the lens of what you're seeing now through the lens of, hey, wait, how? what does this mean for when we get Derrick Henry back when it matters? Yeah, I, I think it's hard to judge – even you know Tannehill on any sort of fair standard right now just because like I I don't think there's any quarterback that you could put with our offensive skill position roster and expect them to have done much better right Um, and so Derrick Henry was such a you know uh, he's just such a game changer right he's such a physical presence he's he's you know he's a player that strikes fear in you know in the defensive line at the linebacker positions and 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 the dbs that it just it gives the rest of our offense just confidence because we know we've got the you know we know we've got the king back there so uh, you know it's 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 tricky to to try to judge Tannehill. like so when i when i see it i i really i think he's played as best he could he's trying to carry the load on a team that just doesn't have enough talent right now to to sort of go with him and or, or enough reps together to make it work so there's no cohesion there's no rhythm to our offense Landon what's the line for this game and I mean how, how do you think Vegas measured up this week well we're nine point favorites which really just tells you <laughs> that's, more that's about I, the Jags yeah. than I'm seeing else. I'm seeing nine and a half and I mean, I'm just like oh my god I mean, that seems like a lot, but at the same time, the Jags are just so bad at literally everything. And the one good thing they have, James Robinson, is banged up. And, like, their defense is second worst in points per drive, points total. Their passing offense, like I said, is probably only worse than the Bears, who are playing like it's the 1940s. Like I said, one touchdown in five games. (laughs) I think even if we just get a couple defensive guys back, they're not going to score on us, really, because – the first Jags game, they had a busted big play to Chanel and James Robinson had big run. After that, they didn't really do anything. And now those guys hadn't even shown up, and our defense has gotten better. And unlike the Patriots and Josh McDaniel and their offensive weapons, they're not smart enough to pick on Dylan Cole over the middle every single play. Right. Well, I think that's true. I think uh, the Patriots' big thing is to do what works and to attack weaknesses. Um, they're obviously not to that level, but this, this game does scare me. Obviously it does not scare Vegas. Um, Landon, I'm going to hit you again. Uh, who do you expect to not see in this game for the Titans? And do the Jags have anybody like very material that that's going to be out in your opinion? I know it's, it's Tuesday, so we don't know for sure, but you've done a great job of guessing who's going to play and who's not. So, uh, what are the biggest injury factors this weekend? For the Jags, nothing in particular outside of guys we know are already out for the season, like DJ Chark, who really hampered the wide receiver core. For us, even though Julio was designated to return, I'm going to believe that we keep following the trend of we designate a guy to return from IR. He doesn't play that week. He plays the next week at best. So wouldn't expect Julio this week. I wouldn't expect Dupree, A.J. Brown, still on IR. 
Dupree can come back for the Steelers game. A.J. Brown can come back for the 49ers game the week after that. Then I would expect Long and Evans to be back. I think they they missed three games straight, but they didn't go on IR, so that seems more like a preventative measure like we did with Dupree earlier. And then outside of that, I think really just the guys on IR, everyone else should be good to go. So most of the guys that we had miss against the Patriots game, I think that was more preventative. If that were a do-or-die game, if that were a playoff game, a win-and-you're-in game in Week 18, we would have seen Long and Evans and Tart and so on and so forth. So we should be a relatively healthy team. And against the Jags, that should be more than enough, especially with all the playmakers we're getting back on defense. Oh, yeah. Uh, big fella, I could be out of my mind, but uh, I haven't watched wrestling in about 20 years, but I was really into <laughs> it 20 years ago. Um, am I wrong that I just – feel like Derrick Henry is superhuman, so I don't feel like he's going to come back in a normal way. We're going to like, oh, he's been activated. Then he's going to come back. I feel like we're not going to think he's playing, and we don't expect him to come back until like week 18 or whatever it is now. And like, we're going to be at the game, and they're going to be doing the runouts, and all of a sudden everything's going to go dark, and then there's going to be like a light, like when Sting came back, like in the <laughs> late 90s. I was just going to be a light, and he's going to be like at the top of the rafters. Derry, do you remember that? And then it's just going to be like a fully, fully in jersey Derrick Henry helmet on, and the uh, light's going to be on, and it's like, oh, he's back in week 15. Like, do we know any – he's such a mystery. He's like Sting. He's such a mystery. Do we know anything about his recovery? Do we know anything about, like, what he looks like now? Like, he's superhuman to me. Are we – is he going to – even when he comes back, is he going to be just, like, ready to rip? We all expect that because – of his performance the last, like, four seasons. Let me paint this picture for you. And obviously, it's a, it's a hypothetical dream scenario. We're there on the Thursday night game against the Niners, right? And, you know, they've just announced the starting lineup, save one person. And then all of a sudden, the stadium goes dark. And you hear the, the sound of glass shattering. And they play the Stone Cold Steve Austin sound, the, the theme song. And he just comes running out of the tunnel. <laughs> I mean, that's how I, I picture it happening. happening. Kind of like, you know, kind of like exactly what you're saying. Nobody really knows what he's doing. The only thing I've seen from him um, recently, well, number one, Vrabel this week said that Derrick Henry has been in the facility and he's working really hard to get back. So... Obviously, we all know that. And the only other thing I saw to him of him was actually today he was announced. It was announced that he is the Tennessee Titans um, Walter Payton Man of the Year Good. candidate. Obviously, right. because of everything he does with the Boys and Girls Club and every, he's just such a huge factor in this community. And he was sitting down as he was watching. You know, the uh, I forget. Um, I think it was actually the Boys and Girls Club who. Um, had like a video message and told him and you know, he was just like getting teary eyed and all sorts of stuff. And I was expecting him to stand up and like, show me the leg, show me the leg, show me the foot, show me the foot, show me the foot. (laughs) And he, you know, they just cut and I'm like, Oh, that means he's either, you know, still hobbled or maybe he's just like, you know, already working out. So, um, I would love, I would love to get an update and I'm sure he's further along than what your average human would be. Kind of like, when Adrian Peterson came back from his torn ACL and ran for 2,000 right. yards. I mean, that's what I fully expect from Derrick Henry. Everybody's everybody's pointing to this um, DeMarcus Lawrence injury where he had the same fifth right. metatarsal broken, mm-hmm. and it was, I think, what, 11 weeks he was back. 
He came back in 10 weeks, I believe. 10? Yeah. Right. 10 he weeks came, after the surgery. And he it played, might have been week 11. He played 11. 53% of the snaps on Thursday. Yeah. And I didn't watch that game because it looked awful on paper and it was awful in real life. But <laughs> 53% of the snaps, getting it back in shape. Obviously, no two positions, no two injuries are the same. But that's good for us because 10 weeks is – 10 weeks post-surgery, I want to say, is week 18 on the dot. So, in well, Houston. The, the other thing, too, kind of landing like what you just said – two different positions, uh, you know, different kind of thing. When I think about it, obviously as a running back, you're using your feet way, you know, in a different way than, than you are with a defensive lineman. But things I think about that put extra pressure on Demarcus Lawrence or yeah, the, um, that Derrick Henry doesn't have is, you know, he's getting in his state. If he's got a hand in the dirt and he's getting in his stance, he's literally on the balls of his feet for, you know, a couple seconds until that ball snapped for every play. So that's really hard. And that's a lot of pressure that Derrick Henry does not have and does not need. So part of me is like, Oh yeah, you know, that's probably a harder position where you can't play as much. You can't, you know, practice as much and blah, 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 blah. So I'm, I'm just so fascinated and curious to know how this superhuman heals. Yeah. And I would have to disagree on the way, he comes back because for me, obviously it would be ideal if he gets some regular season reps to get back into shape. But for me, I want him. I want his first game back to be our first playoff game. I don't care if it's the if it's in the divisional round because we get the bye, or it's wild card weekend. But we're gonna have a home game, and when they announce him, I I would just want everyone to like get the word out, and we don't even hear them say after they say at running back, no one hears Derrick Henry because we're all just chanting Henry. <laughs> Like that Thursday night game against the Jags and the Chiefs game this year when we were at the goal line, just the whole stadium is just chanting his name straight out of a movie. Like if that happens, I think we could play, I don't know, pick the best team ever, like the 2007 Patriots. If that happened and Henry came out and we all chanted for him, I think we'd kill any team in NFL history by 40. <laughs> well, look, just when a well, guy's doubting the Jaguars, now we're beating any NFL you, team history. Any NFL well, team? That's the variation of this team. That's the spectrum of this team, right? <laughs> Derry talked about earlier, and Derry, yeah, they're making really good points about uh, about we the expectation of Henry because he's been just so larger than life. But with the track record of this staff and this medical staff, even. I don't really want him to come back and play in week 15. Like they said, 10 weeks would be week 18. I don't expect him to play any earlier than that. What I want to see is him in three or four weeks just bouncing around in practice, right? I want to see him be like, oh, he's back and he's just like, because they're not going to play him before that. Because why would they? They're going to let it fall how it is. But I want to see him like practicing and I want to see videos of him like bitch slapping that volleyball like they did when he was like doing all that. That's what I want to see. And that's going to be enough for Titans fans. Right. But the bigger question yeah. is like, aside from we, he is a known quantity. The expectation is he's going to be ready on the first week for a cold playoff game, whether it's in Nashville or it's in Foxborough or it's in Buffalo or it's in Baltimore. He's going to be ready. We just, we just know that we wouldn't know that for most athletes. We know that for him. The question is, do you really feel like we have a chance at this number one seed? Obviously, when you see Baltimore below that game the other night, it's still up for grabs. And, yes, New England can pretend like it's 1909 and uh, <laughs> only pass three times. 
we know that they have a way to go. They, we know they're uh, they're a little bit lacking on talent, although obviously they're well coached and they're going to be a factor. The question for me, Derry, is do we have a chance at this number one seed? Our schedule really lines up well for it, right? I mean, we've got our, our toughest – you know, I, I, I'd say our toughest games are going to be at home, right? We've got the, the Niners and we've got Miami – you know, down the line, you know, both at home. That Pittsburgh game, I'm not afraid of Pittsburgh at all. I'm just not. I, I, I just, I'm waiting on Ben Roethlisberger to throw a pick six. I just, I know it's going to come. So, I, he our is, schedule... but they found a way to win last Sunday. <laughs> Otherwise, I would agree with you. I, I'm just, I'm not afraid of the Steelers team. I just don't think they're that that dynamic. I think, you know, TJ Watt aside, I think their defense. You know, has shown some vulnerability. They they get they've they've gotten nicked and bruised and have dealt with some injuries themselves. And so I think if like that's to me that that's the game. That's going to be the game that like if we can get past that one, you know, I feel I feel like we've got a shot. It's it's not going to be easy because I, I do think that New England team they have an they have a clear identity. They they were essentially they're like a lesser version of us when we when we're at full strength, right? Because there's no way that I would say Mac Jones is as good as Tannehill when we've got Derrick Henry back there with the play action. But they they you know that that New England team they're just going to be in every game and I think if we can keep if we can stay competitive, our schedule lines up pretty well. Um, so it, it's going to be close, but uh, I, I really hope that we can get that one seed because I think you give us the one seed, you bring in Derrick Henry, like I'm with you, like showing those clips of him working out, balancing on a ball, ripped, and like I just think that's going to strike fear in the rest of the teams in the AFC. Like, oh man, now we got to deal with this guy, and you know, Andy's come, and we'd be coming off a bye. I, I'm with Landon in the sense that even if we don't have the bye, if we have Derrick Henry in the first round, I'm not afraid of anybody. But I'd love the extra rest. Landon. And the, and the path to the one seed is really clear. The Patriots lose one more game than us, and the remaining games played. And that's it, because even if everyone else wins out, between the Ravens and the Chiefs, we have the tiebreakers. But if it's a three team tie, it gets funky, but we have the tiebreakers. And the Ravens lost their one good defensive back, so they're going to keep falling. Their schedule is horrific down the stretch. So if the, if the Patriots lose one more game than us in their last four, and compared to our us in our last five, we get the one seed. It's really us two. Maybe the Chiefs, but the Chiefs have lost a lot of tiebreakers. Now, well, the, they, they come off their bye week. They have to go into Indianapolis. Yeah. and That's what I was going to say. Yeah, that can go one of two ways. They can make Wentz look like the guy that gets memed a lot, even though he's been okay this year. Or they look like the team where two practice squad running backs ran for 250 on them. If they don't fumble, we might walk out of there with a win with no one on offense. And Jonathan Taylor in that offensive line, which three weeks ago we saw him have a performance for the ages. He does that at home. He does that to the Patriots. That can easily be a matchup of weakness against strength and the Colts stun the world, stun the Patriots off a of bye. They're both coming off a of bye. And at that point, we control our own destiny because we pretty much have to win out to get the one seed without getting into really some murky tiebreakers, but we can win out because Jags, Texans, this team, we are two embarrassing losses. We can say we're, we were literally at rock bottom with injuries. We're going to get better John, before now. You, 
John, before you say it, we're going to say it. I want you to say it. Um, I agree with Landon that I think the Colts are the threat. I think they're going to shock everybody and <laughs> beat out the Bills for the seventh seed. I think the Colts are a factor. I definitely think the Colts are a factor. You look at them, they are playing, honestly, as much as I hate them, they are playing probably better football than anybody in the league right now. I mean, the Chiefs have hit their stride too, so they're ones we got to watch out because they don't have a particularly hard schedule down the stretch. Um, so my eyes are on Kansas City and Indy. I think the Patriots are going to get exposed. I think they're going to go into Indy. I think they're going to walk into a buzzsaw because they're not going to run Ramondre Stevenson. They're not going to run Damian Harris 40 times against that Colts defensive line. Yeah. They're gonna, they're, one no, they can't get cute against them. anybody but the AFC East. They can't get cute. You're exactly right. right. So I think they're going to walk into a buzzsaw. And then even the following week, they have the Bills again in New England. You, you don't think the Bills are going to be a little revved up for that? Yeah, I don't know. The Bills are going to get beat. Yeah. yeah. I said well, that a month ago. <clears throat> the Patriots are going to beat them twice. The Bills are totally overrated. But you're you right. So? They'll be up for that yeah. game because they'll oh, have to be yeah. against the wall. I do yeah. not think the Bills are as good as we all thought they were going to be in the beginning of the season. And I think that that game is going to be close. But a Sean McDermott coach team is never – you know, I just think they're just super tough. And I oh, think they're well comes, coached. They'll be well coached. They're going to have Bills their backs. Are mad. Have, have you seen their interviews from last night? Oh yeah, and they're going to have their yeah, backs against bad. the wall at that point. Oh, yeah, because they Tell play the Bucks this week. So that's probably a loss. But Landon, follow up on the interview stuff. I, I don't mm. know uh, what you mean. Mike well, Hyde and Jordan. Some Porter. of it was dumb questions. Like, what, someone asked McDermott, "Like, is it different going against Bill Belichick? Like, Belichick is some." like God or whatever, and he had, just has this aura where you automatically get worse, and it's like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm coaching Bill Belichick. What am I going to do? And their two safeties oh, were asked about the run defense because, obviously, that they lost to a team passing three times, and they were literally playing nine on the line of scrimmage, and they couldn't stop them. And so they got mad about it. And just part of it is emotional loss at home, really tough temperatures, a really close game because you think about it. Tyler Bass, their kicker, has been really has been really good. He misses a 35-yarder because the winds are insane. If he makes that, they they don't have to go for it on fourth down in the final seconds. They can kick another field goal. Now the wind might bend that one, but they had that game. They had their fate in their own hands at home and well, awful temperatures, and they blew it. And Lynn, I, I didn't see the whole interview, but didn't a reporter say, "Are you aren't you embarrassed with how the way you played?" No, oh, give me. A I break. didn't see the statistics, but it was yeah. like, yeah, they're they're really. Like they're really annoyed about it. Yeah, they. And part really, of that really... is reporters can be jerks, but at the same time, when a team only passes three times and you can't stop their running game, that is a question to be asked. And I and I do think the Bills' defense is massively over overrated by the stats because they yeah. keep blowing out the bad teams, which right. tricks the analytics. And now part it of it is they lost Tre'Davious White for the year, so the Bills are contenders. Huge. He's their best defensive player. Yeah, their one good def- their one good cornerback is out. So Bills Ravens. Lost two great cornerbacks, sadly. As two contenders cross them off. Uh, Derry, true or false? Um, Kansas City is is the best team in the AFC based on everybody's play in the last three weeks. False. I don't think so. I, I, I think... I think their defense has gotten better, but like if you're saying who's played the best in the last three weeks, 
Well, I just say that because I, Bicol I makes a good point I, about they're coming on, the defense is getting healthy. Mm -hmm. They look yeah. like the biggest start to the number one seed right now to me. Yeah, I, I'm not saying I, – I don't I don't disagree with that. I think, you know, I don't know what's going on with their offense that they're in such a funk and they're not putting up points. But I guess if the defense is going to hold up their end, then it doesn't really matter. And, and obviously you get into a playoff scenario, they've got, you know, Kelsey and Hill and Mahomes. That's – you're just – that's that's a dangerous – that's a dangerous team to play. But, um, but I, you know, I don't think that – you know, and, and I think actually CEH has run the ball pretty effectively since he's gotten back, but I still don't trust that team. I, I think that there, there's there been something that's – there's there's a crack in the armor of whatever they've been the last two seasons that they're not that team anymore. Um, I think the AFC is open. I think I could totally see a team like Indy beating them. I could see us beating them with a healthy, with a healthy roster. Um Heck, we saw the the Ravens beat them a few weeks back, and I don't think Lamar has any help on that roster. So I, I'm not I'm, I'm not Clearly. really afraid of Casey. Yeah. So you've got ten se seconds to answer all three of you, and I'll start with Derry. I gave you a thousand dollars to pick who's going to have the number one seed, which is obviously more important this year because only one team in each conference gets a bye. Hugely important. I love that they changed that rule because that means. That everybody's gonna everybody's gonna play to the end instead of two by teams. It's gonna it's like really gonna matter. I think we'll see less of these week eighteen, like week seventeen, like unimportant rest of everybody games. I love that they did that. I love they added a playoff team. But Derry, starting with you, ten seconds. You got a thousand dollars on it. Who do you pick in the AFC to get that one seed? Sadly, I think the Patriots are gonna get it. I think I think we're gonna I think they're gonna lose two games and we're gonna lose you know they're gonna finish 10 11 wins and so will we so yeah I think that's what about you Landon a thousand bucks 10 seconds who who who's your money on in the AFC right now Patriots as well just because they control their own destiny they have four games left it looks pretty easy on paper but at the same time no one, I, I mean, literally, I think I would take three, four teams over them, even if they had the one seed. Yeah, it's in Foxborough, but on paper, I think Mac Jones and that offense is going to be exposed because it, it, in a way, reminds me of us last year where if our run, def run game couldn't get going, our passing offense couldn't really handle the load. That was when we had better receivers and tight ends and a better quarterback. Come on, is Mac Jones going to win you a playoff game if his running game isn't carrying the load? No. Big fella, please help me keep my dinner down. AFC team right now. Who's your money on? You're going to hate it. I'm going to say the Patriots, and I'm going to say it gets, to the end, it gets to the end of the season, and we have an identical record, but they win that head-to-head -head matchup. I think it's the Chiefs, but um, I think they played really well. I know they played so poorly, but, I mean, look at their last couple weeks. Yes, the Patriots – Obviously, they have a coaching advantage. I think we were touching around that earlier. Yes, it's not material, but uh, I knew last night when that wind was blowing at 40 miles an hour, you know Bill, Bill Belichick's going to find a way to win. But, well, I'll tell uh, you we'll, what. We'll see. Uh, you know, five or six weeks, it, it, it's a long way to go. They, they, they do not have the talent of the other teams. If the Chiefs can get their heads on straight, they have showed a propensity to them. They're healthy on defense now. Well, I go Chiefs. Here's the thing, I was because I, I was thinking about the Chiefs. However, we're talking about right now, and 
the Chiefs have a really important stretch. They've got the Raiders coming up, and one team that will always traditionally play the, the Chiefs extra hard is that Raiders team. And if they can survive that test then I would put, I would put them to have the number one seed. I mean, and they still, let's not forget, the Chiefs still have some hard games too. They have to play the Chargers again. They have to go to Cincinnati and play the Bengals. And that could be for, you know, the Bengals might be playing for their lives. Well, that's um, tough too because the two teams you just mentioned are the biggest head case teams in the AFC. They're absolutely mm-hmm. nuts. They could be the best team of one day and absolutely nuts. Look at when they played each other last Sunday. I mean, it was a crazy game. Right. <laughs> Well, to me, the Chiefs kind of feel like paper tigers or they're being overrated because they've won five straight games. So here's the games they played since we annihilated them and everyone thought it was over. <laughs> Landon, I love you. They beat the Gi- They beat the Giants by three, scoring 20. They beat the Jordan Love Packers by six, both those games at home. They killed the Raiders by 27 on the road. That's a legit win. That's Mahomes' one good game in his last six. They beat... <laughs> They beat the Cowboys by 10 at home in a game. They only scored 19 points in a game where the Cowboys were missing their two best receivers. They beat the Chiefs at, I mean, they beat, they beat the Broncos at home by 13. Come on. I mean, who, outside of the Raiders and Cowboys, they're beating bad teams at home with their defense. Their offense isn't waking up even against bad defenses. Their defense is beating up against bad offenses. I think... Everyone says, oh, just wait till they wake up. But watching that Broncos game, there's just something off. Every single week, it's Hill is dropping three passes. Mahomes is making a stupid decision. They're making a dumb turnover. Yes, they're winning games, but come playoff time, I'm not scared of them. Yeah, they could wake up. Mahomes can have his 400 yards, five touchdown game. But when he only has one good game in his last six, maybe there's a larger trend going on. But people just see the five straight wins and they're like, oh, the Chiefs are back. But if you watch the games... They're playing really easy teams, and the good teams they are playing are being hurt by big injuries. Yeah, Derry, I think he's dead right. I think that defense can get healthy and be a factor and take them to the AFC Championship game, but ultimately I don't think an offensive line is going to be able to keep a really good pass rushing team. Hopefully it's mm-hmm. us for, to protect uh, Mahomes down the stretch. That's ultimately what's, what it's going to take them to get back to another Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I certainly don't think we're we're afraid of the the Chiefs at all. I I, I agree with Landon that when you look at I, I forgot about that Green Bay game and I don't even understand it. Like I, I remember Jordan Love and he scored thirteen points that game. That was a horrendous game. And so yeah, nobody's afraid of the Chiefs. I, I think the allure is is gone, the mystique is gone. Um, they've certainly got talent, but punch them in the face and they're and they're going to go down. So yeah, well. I'm afraid of them because they remind me of the 06 Colts. But ultimately, is Mahomes prime Manning? I don't know. We'll find out. But you're right. You make all three of you make an excellent point. Let's get to our predictions, guys. It's been obviously an incredible podcast. So great to have all three of you back. We'll start with you, Landon. Honestly, how does this game go Sunday? 27-14, Titans win. 7 out of 14 is garbage time. The offense, even if it, even if we're just piecing it together, even if there's no Julio, we'll find a way to score points. The defense is going to make gonna make some turnovers. And I just think the Jags suck. Let's put that out there. I, I mean, we could lose, but realistically, if Tannehill isn't throwing 
five, six interceptions like he did against the Texans, and the weather's going to be a lot better. And we're going to this game knowing we're playing with the practice squad offense, not going to that game and then going, oops, our three wide receivers all got hurt. Have Here, take these bench guys. Go win the game. It's not going to be like that. So it's going to be ugly. It's going to be an interesting experience in, this, in the stands to see uh, just we'll piece it together. We'll win. We're not going to feel great, but we're all going to know, hey, next week against the Steelers, that's when all the guys start coming back. We all start coming together. Derry, how is this game different from the Texans game three weeks ago? We're all at home. It was a disaster. I mean, what do you think happens Sunday? I think the defense is going to dominate this game. I don't think uh, Lawrence is is ready for prime time yet. I don't think he can move the ball against us well. I, I think we're going to get a lot of pressure and a lot of hits, and, uh, and I think we're going to force – uh, a fumble out of him. And so I, I think 24, 13, uh, you know, Titans, uh, you know, but our defense is going to put us in position to have short fields. And I think the Jags will make it look close with some late scores, but uh, our defense is going to win this game. I, I agree with Land. It's going to be an ugly game. It's not going to be pretty, but you know, it'll be a, it'll be a not in doubt uh, victory. Big fellow. To Derry's point, what's Lawrence's ceiling Sunday? It's going to come down to him. Ultimately, yeah, we're going to make some mistakes. Dan Hill's going to make some more mistakes. We're going to be in better on defense, I think, like Lane said. But ultimately, it's going to come down to what Lawrence can do. What's his ceiling Sunday, and how, how does this game go? Well, I mean, you guys know how I feel. I think that this Sunday, Trevor Lawrence is going to throw for 450 yards and six touchdowns. Boo! Kick him out of here. <laughs> Revoke no, his I think I think he if is. That totally, really happens. You're gonna feel like a real I, horse is behind. If that happens, I'm selling my season ticket. I I cannot jinx this team any further than that. I do not think that will happen. What is going to happen is Trevor Lawrence is going to make some big time mistakes. Um, I think I think that um, Urban Meyer is one of the worst coaches in the NFL. And I hope he rides out of Jacksonville after this season, uh, you know, citing whatever he needs to. But I, I, the Fresno State jobs open. So. Yeah, anything. I mean, I, I just want him gone. <laughs> I, I don't think he's good for football. Um, you know, maybe he can recruit really well. I don't know, but I don't think he belongs in the league. Um, he's just a joke to me. And honestly, he, we all know that Trevor Lawrence, you know, seriously, he is a very talented kid and he does, you know, I'm, <laughs> you always talk about the Jaguars. They shouldn't be allowed to draft players, you know, or quarterbacks in, in, in the first round and ruin all these kids. I really don't want them to ruin this kid. Um, yeah. so I really feel bad that, you know, they have a disaster of a team. Um, but I, I think I'll tell you what. For the Titans, for our boys, for our fans, we need a feel-good win. I think it's going to be something big. I think it might be, you know, either 35 or 42 um, to, to like 10. And I think that Dontrell Hilliard is going to have another 100-plus game. And I think we're going to see, you know, just the bottom of this roster kind of creep up and up and up and up. And like Landon said, we're going into it knowing we're down. We're getting some guys back, but we know that we're we don't have our A team. Um, I think there are a lot of unknown factors that we're going to see. We're going to see 
um, Des Fitzpatrick with an extra week of reps in practice. We might see Racy McMath on some special teams. That could be really cool to see. I think that's why we originally drafted him. He's a really fast guy and, you know, maybe return some punts. I don't know. But I really think um, we're going to make the Jaguars pay, especially since it's the Derrick Henry game every year. Uh, Landon sent out a text. I think it was this morning. It was a you know a memory of the the Derrick Henry ninety nine yard run, and he's Landon. What did you say? It hot chocolate time of a few <laughs> years goes, ago. This was the Nathan day. got some hot chocolate. <laughs> that made me think. Is like clearly um, Landon will deliver my eulogy when I pass away, <laughs> and uh, I know I'm a young man and I'm healthy, but that just made me think that. I've done some decent stuff in my life. I've made some accomplishments, but I know without a doubt, me getting hot chocolate during that 99 run is what Landon's going to bring up when he inevitably gives my eulogy. And the two of you, dum-dums, who are, you guys, well, Derry's healthier than me and John's younger than me. You got to be in the crowd. And I'm pretty healthy. <laughs> well, you're younger than me, but y'all, y'all be laughing because Landon will be the guy. He'll deliver my eulogy and he'll say, well, he won't mention that I passed the CPA exam when I was 35 years old or that I went back to school or that I've tried to just do the best I can to be a good family man. He'll say, well, my biggest memory is we were down. It was cold. Derek Henry runs for 99 yards. John calls it. And Nathan was down getting hot chocolate. And he well, actually, came I was looking confused. <laughs> You guys just remember that because that's inevitably going to oh. happen. I don't know why. I feel like I'm going to go before you guys. Landon that and brings I will me remember. Landon and I will remember it forever. We were there together. I remember even saying, "Watch him break this for 99." Boom. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You like, literally ah, predicted it. Jaws dropped. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think Landon was more. I think we were more surprised than when Landon was hugging Chiefs fans. Like, it was <laughs> such a weird thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to end on this. Um, big fella, when I when I quit talking, it go 20 Mississippi on both these other guys. But we'll start with you, Landon. Besides Ryan, Tanne- Ryan Tannehill, who is the biggest factor for us turning around a two-game losing streak? There's no guarantees we can beat even the Jags because everyone's seen the Jets. Everyone's seen the Texans game. What is the Titan who is most crucial to us getting back on track Sunday? You got 20 seconds. I really put me on the spot there. The biggest factor will be, well, I don't want to say the whole offensive line because that feels like cheating. I'll say Saffold because for the past month since his shoulder injury started picking up, He's been really bad. His PFF grades have been atrocious. And before he got hurt, he was our best offensive lineman. So did the bye week mean he gets healthier? Is he going to bounce back? Because if so, maybe our offensive line can go from bottom eight to bottom 14. Derek? Yeah, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat land it. I think it is it's the offensive line. I can't name one player. We need that unit to play well we need them to get healthy we need them to we need to run the ball effectively in order to set up play action we need to get we need to protect Tannehill so that he's not able you know because I don't think he makes mistakes if he's got time 
Um, and so, yeah, I think it's it's got to be our offensive line. Like, you know, went up front and we win the game. I disagree, guys. Uh, I think in the last two games, even in losses, are without Derrick Henry, we've still been able to rush the ball. So I think that's going to be there. And I know our offensive line can look really bad collectively. But um, I think it's, John, I think it's our defense's ability to capitalize on mistakes. We cannot drop uh, any interceptions. So I'm, I'm going to yeah. say if it's one thing in 20 seconds, Bayard can't drop that ball. Whatever practice squad linebackers after <laughs> cannot drop that Don't interception. Uh, you, Big fella, what do you think? In 20 seconds, who, who's your guy? I'll give it to you in two seconds. Jeffrey Simmons, Harold Landry. Well, I think last last week they had one or two combined pressures, not sacks, pressures. They have got to get after the quarterback like they did against the Rams where Simmons had three sacks and he was throwing people 10 yards in the backfield. Landry needs to come off that edge like a, like a screaming banshee. That's what we need. We need Derek Roberson to pitch in. We need him to get some sacks. We need we need monsters coming off that defensive line. That's where I think we need to capitalize, especially against a Jags team that, you know, they don't do anything well. So we need the six front seven players that all miss that all miss the Patriots game to come back. So poor Harold Landry isn't having to play 100% of the snaps. And poor Jeffrey Simmons isn't having to haul his big butt 20 yards down the field <laughs> to make a ta- tackle because no one else will. <laughs> so I swear that first half, every single time there's a play on the outside, you see big Jeffrey Simmons rumbling down the field, making the tackle because there's no one else on the field because everyone else is hurt. Absolutely. 15, 20 yards to field down the field. It doesn't matter. Jeffrey Simmons is hustling. Poor big guy. He needs some rest. No, it's true. But the best players that are healthy need to come through. Mm-hmm. We know we'll be a better team in a month. But this, in the next month, starting Sunday, is when we get this number one seed. It matters more than ever. And I know we could go up north, and I know we could win a game. We've proven that in 2019. But this is where our season goes now. We've had a week off. We can reset. Everybody lost to a Jet. Every AFC contender has lost to a Jets or a Texans. It's time for us to make good use of our bye week get back on and beat this team. This is the most important uh, game for us, and not just because it's the next one. I mean, this is going to tell us a lot. I think we're going to get back on. We're going to beat them 27-17 or something similar, but I think we're going to get back off on track. But this is so important. In, In most years, we would have a runaway team that's just running away with that one seed. We don't have it. I think we get back on track, we could do it. So let's hope we do that. Obviously, if you're listening, you know that the four of us, we love the Titans as much as anybody ever, right? (laughs) We're excited to be with you. We thank you for listening to us. A jillion people listen to us. It's because you guys have the same passion for this team. We thank you for being there and listening. Um, We're going to be there Sunday. We're going to be in Lot R. Come see us. Hang out with us. And, guys, I I know we'll be talking about this soon, but I think we're going to go on our little run here. We just need to piece it together till the king gets back, right? Better believe it. That's right. All right, guys. Thanks for Landon, for Derry, for John. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up.